You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, everybody, for what will be your Friday episode of Locked On Browns, your pregame episode of Locked On Browns, as the Cleveland Browns travel down for a one o'clock start to the Cincinnati Bengals Battle of Ohio Sunday round two, quick turnaround this year, week two, week seven. Browns, Bengals, uh, your host, Jeff Lloyd. Make sure you're following at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, along with the ride, Mr. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. It's um, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, And it, there's a lot of, you know, stories that can be told through how this team responds here Sunday after the difficult loss. Pittsburgh, I mean, to Pittsburgh Sunday and in Pittsburgh, more here as we'll get going on. Your pregame episode of Locked On Browns is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how much you watch the season. Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi, again, isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. You guys know how we do it. We'll go through three segments. Pre-game show. We'll go the Browns offense versus the Bengals D. Bang uh, Browns defense versus the Bengals offense. Some game thoughts and predictions to close it on out on what will be your Friday lockdown Browns. Pete, uh, this is there's you know definitely some storylines here. Obviously, Baker has been the hot topic, and I'm sure will continue to be the hot topic. Um, for those who want to dig a little deeper, you're getting this coaching staff, Browns coaching staff, with their first opponent that they've played within season here. So it's, you know, how do you react? How do you counterpunch? That type of stuff. Um, you know, you look at some of the things you did really well against the Bengals in week two. Nick Chubb, obviously not a part of that. Um, you're getting maybe a little bit healthier in the secondary. Some players playing in this game, whether it be a Kevin Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, maybe with a bigger role. We'll still wait and see on Carl Joseph. Hopefully, you know, Sheldon Richardson and the Achilles. Maybe it was more than just a veteran's day off that he didn't practice today. Fingers crossed on that one. But, Pete, there's a lot of going going into this one, and I think Browns are currently three-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, but this is also maybe good as far as what the Browns are getting as far as an opponent this week, um, you can kind of, I don't want to say ease up, but you can ease up off, you know, what happened Sunday in Pittsburgh and know that this is an opponent unless you, you know, try hard to screw it up somehow, some way you should walk out of this with a W. Well, I don't think Baker Mayfield's getting any healthier this week and probably won't until the bye week, uh, which is not, Great. Uh, that's, you know, he didn't play well I, 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 against the Steelers. Uh, he wasn't the only one, but that, that situation uh, becomes an issue. Other than that, uh, I think the Browns offense is in better shape for the most part uh, than they than in the matchup than they were the first time around. Uh, the Bengals are missing DJ Reader. Uh, they have some other issues uh, with their defensive line. Carlos Dunlap and uh, Geno Atkins haven't played much. There's some issues between them and the, the coaching staff there. Their linebackers aren't very good. Uh, their DBs are uh, – William Jackson's good. Jesse Bates is fantastic. The other but, guys are mediocre. Yeah, but William Jackson nursing the concussion, so most likely he's out. So that leaves you with Jesse Bates. But go ahead. 
but yeah, I mean, he's the one guy you have to sort of be aware of because he is, he's phenomenal. He's clearly the best player on the that football team now. Uh, so, you know, it's not, you, you'd obviously rather have Wyatt Teller back. That's not likely to happen. He may be out until the bye week. You won't have Nick Chubb, but uh, even with Hubbard, even with Kareem Hunt, I think the Browns have some advantages. They have David Njoku this time. They didn't have him last time. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, Yep. I, I wouldn't presume to guess what percentage Jarvis Landry is, but I, I do think that it is different. Uh, I think he was different against the Steelers. I don't think he was as fast. That's its own question. Uh, what are they going to do to get around it? But, uh, you know, I don't think the Bengals have a lot of answers for what this team is going to do. Uh, on top of that, I think uh, Kareem Hunt, he's been saying how, you know, that he wants to get the running back, running game on track and all this other stuff. And I think it's a big deal for him because, you know, he wants to prove that he's a franchise back. Yes. He's already signed the contract extension. He's, you know, he's in the fold for a little bit, but I, I don't think he's happy with just sort of being the other guy to Nick Chubb. I think he wants to go out there and sort of prove that he's still among the best backs in the league. Uh, so I think there's a little bit added there. I think they're going to, obviously put a lot of effort into getting that running game going, but I'm hoping they, they're going to utilize him more in the passing game as well, uh, just to sort of create holes in that defense. Well, I also think, look, um, Dearness Johnson, you never really got to run the ball comfortably against Pittsburgh the way, you know, the Browns have been accustomed to, to this point in this season, obviously, you know, down a lot early. It's going to eliminate the running game. Um, but you saw, you know, what he was able to do in Dallas, obviously had the, basically game clinching run against the Colts in week five. I think he could be a factor here because you go back to what did work um, week two against Cincinnati and they were just able to, you know, run the ball almost essentially at will. And even when they needed to late in the game, Um, Chris Hubbard looks to be in line for as your sixth offensive lineman, his second start this season against the Cincinnati Bengals inside, of course, this time, but he played well week two. So you don't think that can't translate again here, you know, in week seven, familiar with the opponents, obviously just obviously doing it from a, a different spot. Um, Jarvis, uh, you know, and, and look, I mean, it's just a tough son of a gun. Um, you, I think we all know the hit, obviously, where the rib got broken or early in the Colts game, just continues to come on out and do things. And he could easily just say, look, you know, I'll be there Sunday. Don't ask me about Wednesday. Don't ask me about Thursday. Don't ask me about Friday. But the fact that he goes out there and tries to do something shows that maybe everybody, you know, on both sides of the ball here is at least on the same page. Look, if I can give you what I got, I'll give you what I got. But, you know, Sunday matters more than most. But Jarvis Landry certainly, you know, finding every way to man up through this situation. You mentioned bringing the Joku back here. And Pete, this is one I keep getting to. And for the investment the Browns have in this tight end position, the amount of money you're paying Hooper, You've already picked up a six, uh, a fifth round, um, a fifth year option on David Njoku for six million dollars. You spent a pick on Harrison Bryant. When's going to be the week that we're going to see this 10, 11, 12 reception, 120, 130 yard, one touchdown, two touchdown from this group as a whole? Because the, you can't tell me with all that they put into this group that they're probably that they're, they can be satisfied with the results thus far. Well, I'm hoping this is the week, and Jarvis Landry's condition gives you more reason to do it. 
Um, I May think dictate it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think I think Kadero Hodge. I think they miss Kadero Hodge. Like he offers crazy enough speed to sort of pr- provide sort of an honesty measure for opponents. Like this field was far more spaced, well, uh, far better spaced when they had him in the lineup when they could bring him in occasionally, because if Odell Beckham's not going down the field, the defense just can basically move everybody up and they can basically just put a safety over the top of the corner maybe uh, and just play everybody else in the box. And Jarvis Landry compromised, you know, again, I don't know what percentages he doesn't have speed to give up. So you have a pretty slow group. Austin Hooper's a good athlete as a tight end. Harrison Bryant's an okay athlete. David Njoku is that one guy you have that's a really explosive athlete, unless you get Donovan Peoples-Jones up to speed, and he looks lost out there right now. Uh, Njoku is explosive in addition to being big, and I'm hoping that the Browns will just say, screw it. We're going to run three tight ends and maybe split out Njoku on some of these situations, flex him, whatever, and use that to sort of not only get more uh, you know speed on the field, but also dictate what the defense can do. If you play those three tight ends and Beckham, for example, in a tailback, you have to put three linebackers on the field. You can't run your nickel package, or if you do, it just allows you to sort of get beat up with a run. Meanwhile, if they go with a bigger group of personnel, the Browns are now more athletic than they are. But Njoku has shown, uh, obviously, you got a little taste of it against the Baltimore Ravens. But just in the past, that he can stretch the field a little bit and create space, whether that's for other tight ends, Kareem Hunt out of the backfield, or he can sort of stretch the field a little bit and allow Beckham to work underneath. But they just need something to – I think they need something to just open things up, which should make it easier for B- Baker Mayfield to operate and, and some other things. And obviously, you know, some of this will may seem like an overreaction given the fact that they just got drubbed by the Steelers. But I think this is a structural problem for them overall because they just don't have much speed and they don't have the ability to really stretch the field much since Kadero Hodge has been out. Crazy to think, um, you know, that Kadero Hodge, obviously. And with the amount of time he missed in camp, you know, it shows you that the Browns like what they saw. They were thrilled with what they saw. You know, the special team stuff is great, but the fact you were able to work him as a – third wide receiver and you know he just a mismatch problem with you know the best size between the three of them you know Jarvis and Odell the best run blocker without a question um sometimes you know the most you know thought of guys as far as significance actually carry a ton of significance and maybe Cordell Cordero Hodge is one of those guys but what you want to do here is you want to find a way look I mean if you consistently can get Njoku you know running down the seam or, you know, you run a couple of deep shots with Odell or just run them on deep patterns. If you, if you can draw the attention of Bates, Jesse Bates, that's you've won most of the battle because you're going to take everything else that you've got with the four guys that are going out in a patterns on any given play that you call. And this should be the week where, you know, you get it right and, and you feel better. And it, it seems so weird that we're doing this. You know, I understand, you know, Baker, the interceptions are there. I get it. I get it. And Pittsburgh, you know, and you lost 38 to 7 or whatever it was. It's And you got drubbed. You got beat down. You got knocked around. Um, but there were some other factors into losing 38 to 7, not just Baker Mayfield. And as far as, you know, 
will they pick up the fifth year option? Da, da, da. I don't want to talk about stuff that's six months away. We've done this on this show. We've talked about things that were way, way into the future. This team is four and two. We're in season. We got 10 games left. Most of these games look winnable. Let's talk about that. We'll flip the script here in a second. Browns defense versus the Bengals offense. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith on your lockdown. Browns pregame show, your Friday edition. It's time to talk a little bit about the fine folks over at Built Bar and their baby, Built Go. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep me going. B6, B12, 10,000% of your daily percentage. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, and hair and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and Built and use the promo code LOCKED, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Pete, the tail of the tape the first time was Brown's offense. Really, really good against the Bengals. Brown's defensive line, really, really good against rookie quarterback Joe Burrow. And, you know, and now you look at this for Joe Burrow, it's it's Cleveland this week. I believe, you know, Cincinnati, you still got two games lurking with Pittsburgh as, you know, Baltimore and, and so much going on for this young guy. And it seems like right now the way Cincinnati is kind of structured on both sides of the ball, it's what was the past of the Cincinnati Bengals and what's maybe going to be the future of the Cincinnati Bengals. We think – and I, I think everybody kind of agrees. Joe Burrow is going to be around for a while. This is going to be—he's going to be part, a member of this AFC North party. Um, but you look at the defensive side of the ball, Pete. Nothing's changed on this offensive line. It's not gotten better. If anything, it's probably gotten worse. Um, it, and I don't see how any of it changes. You know, it's not like they're going to look at the film from last week and say, "Oh, well, this is what the Steelers did," because you ain't got anybody even close on the defensive line that can do you know, those type of things here. Um, so you just, it, it, it's, it, it looks like a mismatch and I hate to say it because, you know, we're not there yet with this Browns franchise, but you look at what this defense should be able to do. Play more of Malcolm Smith. It doesn't look like you can have Jacob Phillips figure out the rest of the linebacker position. You've got Kevin Johnson. You've got Terrence Mitchell. You've got Denzel Ward. Looks like you're going to get Ronnie Harrison back. So at least maybe now you're playing players you want to play as opposed to players you have to play. And if Sheldon turns out everything's going to be all right, he's going to be able to play this week, you're going to have a defensive line that's going to go eight, nine deep against an offensive line that should just be gasping for air. Well, 
you know, a lot depends on just how healthy Larry Ogunjobi and Sheldon, uh, Sheldon Richardson are. Adrian Claiborne seems to be okay. Olivier Vernon seems to be okay. And Miles Garrett is great. Uh, I think coverage-wise, they're in way better shape for the reasons you mentioned. Kevin Johnson is obviously a significant upgrade from Tavier, God bless him, he's trying, Thomas, uh, who's great on special teams, just can't cover. Uh, Malcolm Smith has been great. He's so great on special teams, he was a team captain, for God's sakes. Um, but, you know, no reason to expand it further beyond that. Yeah, Malcolm Smith has played really, really well. Uh, and then Ronnie Harrison, um, you know, it remains to be seen just how committed they are to him. But Carl Joseph's still a question mark, and he has played well enough to at least warrant more opportunities. So just from those three players, you're in pretty good shape. The, you know, you don't know what's going to happen with Anderson Dejo's health at this point. So maybe we'll see more Sheldrick Redwine. If, if those four guys are now playing, or at least three of them, the bronze coverage unit is way better than it was before. And if they co- play coverage better then they're probably going to hit the human bruise, Joe Burrow more uh, because he, he, you know, so much <laughs> of his, so much the first game he was able to get the ball out because they were exploiting uh, either Thomas or some of the holes at linebacker and stuff like that. If that's not there, he's going to get whacked and it's going to be, it, it could get ugly in a hurry. Now, having said that, the Browns don't have a great matchup for a guy like T. Higgins and A.J. Green. Uh, but Kevin Johnson against Tyler Boyd, you know, that's that's probably a, a pretty good situation. You know, Denzel Ward is good. Uh, obviously, you know, the size matchup is a question mark, and then Terrence Mitchell is fine. So I think the Browns are I, – I think this side of the ball is what could ultimately allow this to be somewhat of a, a route by the Browns. I, you know, they have to prove they can do it. But the first matchup, it was so much about the defense just being so far behind and not being able to sort of stop uh, the Bengals. And obviously the Bengals are a little bit more experienced, and their line on average is playing better. But when they screw up, it's always a massive break breakdown. Like uh, Jonah Williams is playing – pretty well as a pass protector but when he when he screws up it's almost always a big hit or a sack like there's never you know he doesn't he doesn't uh screw up small it's always it's always huge so the guards are still bad uh you know the right tackle bobby hart is still you know pretty bad their center is fine jonah williams is getting better the browns just have more numbers and if and if they have the ability to go in that nickel patch package which they showed against the raven or the steelers with Adrian Claiborne at right guard over the right guard and Olivia Vernon on the outside and then Miles Garrett on the left with uh, Sheldon Richardson, that could be a really dynamic group up front. But again, it's just a question of how healthy are they? Sheldon Richardson's been sort of down uh, with playing through that quad, Larry Ogunjobi with the abdominal issue. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't think he was anywhere near 100 against the Steelers. Hopefully, they're getting better because if they can shut down the run and just sort of tee off on Burrow. Uh, then I, I think they're going to, you know, it could end up being a game, I don't, you know, five turnovers isn't going to happen, but could be a game like Washington where after a while it just becomes, you know, a, a just a beating for him or like the Ravens game where, you know, after a while you start feeling sorry for for that offense because they just had no answer. And the Browns are sort of in a position where they can do this uh, if those guys play and if they just start clicking as a unit. Um, one of the issues, you know, in looking at this, Pete, and you look, and Joe Mixon still hasn't practiced this week, um, a second straight, you know, a DNP. 
Um, so you see, you know, and he's always kind of been a thorn in the Brown side. Um, how do you attack this though? I mean, if you all are Joe Woods and you're looking at this Bengals offense, you know, because it's been kind of been a mixed bag of nuts as far as you know whether it was Tyler Boyd, whether it was you know AJ Green had a nice week last week. Um, they can't find playing time for John Ross right now, who's you know an up and comer. If you're looking to take something away, what are you truly looking to take away? Uh, right now, it's uh, it it might be T Higgins. Just and it's you know I don't think he's necessarily a revolutionary receiver, but he's producing he had a big game against the Colts you know the first game against the Browns he didn't do a ton but since then that was his first game ever uh since then he's gotten more productive every week and they seem to be using him Zach Taylor I don't think he's a very good coach I don't think he's doing a good job in terms of managing his locker room which is why tight ends like Auden Tate are and receivers like uh Ross are asking for trades uh the defensive line is unhappy. Some of the DBs are unhappy, but he's going with sort of the future is now type lineup with Higgins, Boyd, and then Green on the other side. Uh, you know, so right now Higgins seems to be the most threatening. It's not like you can sleep on AJ Green by any stretch, but it just seems like that's where they are. Uh, and just in terms of the the physical matchup that comes with. Uh, somebody who's 6'4", 215, if, even if they are a rookie. The Browns don't have a great answer for it. Uh, you know, They didn't play Robert Jackson that I, that I know of last week. Uh, I don't know if they'll go that route. Ronnie Harrison could theoretically help out, uh, but I think he's going to largely focus on taking away Drew Sample, which he should be able to do if he's playing. So, yeah, I mean, there's no – I don't think they have to necessarily put extra attention on – Higgins, it's just he's the guy that they seem to be going to uh, with Burrow. Well, I mean, it, it's the future. I mean, you know, Higgins should be their big play guy. Um, Boyd should be, you know, their chain mover type and, you know, a guy who can just destroy you on crossing patterns, which Tyler Boyd has done for the time, you know, for the time being. Um, but if you – and then you get to the point, Pete, where if there is no Joe Mixon, I mean, you're talking – look, Giovanni Bernard is – you know, he's a nice back for what – he's capable of um but you look at him if he's going to be a starting running back you have that's certainly not going to keep anybody up at night um so we've gotten to this point here we've gone the offense we've gone the defense here as far as you know what concerns um and, and joe burrow i mean uh, i mean god bless this guy uh because what he's going through and it doesn't look like it's getting any better here as far as you know the way this offensive line is playing because when he does take these hits he, he's taking big ones um, and the other thing is, is don't forget, you know, kid has got nimble feet. He's a lot better runner, more athletic, you know, than you know, Baker Mayfield, so to speak. Um, there can be some designed runs call with Joe Burrow. He is capable of beating you from that aspect. Uh, but again, like this is lined up here and this is one where look and the Browns defense for a good amount on Sunday against Pittsburgh played tough, held their own. And they kind of got to accustomed to a style of, hey, you know, as long as you guys can keep the pace scoring wise, we'll all find a way to make this work out in the end. That did not obviously happen against Pittsburgh. Um, but hopefully we get back to what has been the recipe that's gotten this team to four and two, got this team to the point where they had won four straight games. We'll get to some, you know, game predictions, previews, all that type of stuff. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, you're locked on Brown's pregame show. If you are not subscribed, Two Locked On Browns on iTunes and Spotify. Now would be the perfect time. Um, written reviews, five-star ratings, 
all the rage. Always help the show as we continue to uh, give you folks the greatest content we possibly can day in, day out, daily. Remember, five days a week, Locked on Browns. So again, iTunes, Spotify, make sure you're subscribed. And please, please drop a written review. And of course, a nice, big, fat, five-star rating. Yes, Pete, this team is a little wounded. Yes, Pete, the ego may have taken a hit on Sunday. But if this team is ultimately going to be going further, what we think the capabilities are between the talent on this roster, the coaching staff, the folks in this front office is you don't let a a loss lapse. You don't let a loss fester. You're going down here to go play in Cincinnati and look, things are a little bit different now. Look, you won twice against them in 18. You split in 19. Um, you So you've won four of the last five meetings with this team. You are no longer the doormat of the AFC North. That, that title resides in Cincinnati for now. There's zero excuses. Um, I don't care if it means you got to run it 30-plus times. I don't care if it means, you know, you, you just, you know, pumble poor Joe Burrow to the point where he's gasping for air on his back. Go get this win. And if you truly, you know, think you can win nine games, possibly flirt with winning 10 games, playing in January, you cannot have, you cannot give away games that on paper are wins. And there is no doubt about it, Pete. On paper, this is a win. Well, it certainly should be. They're better. I mean, that's it just comes down to it. I mean, if you go across the board, the Browns are better on both sides of the ball in terms of talent. Um, you know, they have they have distinct advantages in this game. Uh, and obviously the difference between four, uh, four and three and five and two is significant. Uh, you know, their opponent for the following week is, is going to be tough enough in the Las Vegas Raiders and they're dealing with some COVID issues. But uh these are these are the games you have to go out and win. And so far, to their credit, the Browns have done that. Um, they have only had uh, two road games so far with it, or three road games, I guess. They've won the one against the Cowboys. They need to come get this one against the Bengals. If they do, they're undefeated at home. They'd be two and uh, two and two against the uh, on the road, which would set them up for a lot of success. Uh, obviously, there's you know there's a little bit of an extra incentive to get a sweep against the Bengals. Uh, you know, there's no, there's no excuse not to win this game. Even with guys who are hurt, the Browns just have enough firepower where they should be able to get a win. Uh, that doesn't mean the Bengals are an awful team because, because they have been feisty. Uh, the only real major hole in their resume is that they got drubbed by the Ravens the same way the Browns did. Other than that, they've, you know, they've had a puncher's chance in every game they've been in, uh, and they've they've shown relatively well, but I, I think the fact that the Bengals are are the dysfunctional organization in this equation helps the Browns. Obviously, it's weird that you, you're looking from the Browns at the Bengals, and and they're the ones who are screwed up, and the Browns seem to be relatively harmonious. Uh, so I hope that plays into this. That, that this this can be as much about what they're trying to build, uh, developing that identity and uh, culture, if you will that they go out and get this win against a, a, a team that's dealing with issues with the coach that has, you know, a lot of issues on, in terms of just talent and have every reason to sort of, 
I don't want to say give up, but they are a team where I, I think that, that it's getting close to the point where if the Browns can get up big, you know, they may be a team that can that may look over to look to roll over and die, and the Browns can sort of put them on them at that point and and really get a win going away. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be like forty points or anything that like that, but a solid victory that you know doesn't come down to sort of the last play or you know some desperate attempt to come back into it where the Browns are sort of uh, trying to trying to hold on to a win. I think defensively they they. They have, were better last week. I think with the talent they have, they can sort of close the door on, on a team like the Bengals this week. Uh, I think it's certainly capable. And um, and actually doing the crossover episode last night with James Rapian. Um, and James actually, you know, echoed some of the same thoughts that you're talking about right now is they're having, you know, some serious discussions within Cincinnati is whether or not Zach Taylor and the staff is good enough for Joe Burrow, is good enough for some of the young players on this team and there's maybe a chance to upgrade um, coming the offseason for the Bengals. Um, you have Joe Burrow. You have some pieces in place. Um, now maybe you can start going, you know, and basically, you know, fishing in waters that maybe you didn't have an opportunity before for somebody to be possibly the next Cincinnati Bengals head coach. Um, and it's not that I think these guys, the team's going to roll over and die. I just, I think they're getting to a point where I, I don't know if what's leading them is good enough to have them turn this corner. And it, it's, look, it's this AFC North, as all you Browns fans know, um, you know, those top two notches in Pittsburgh and Baltimore, those are tough, tough notches. Um, Cincinnati may get a chance at, you know, some easier wins against the AFC East, you know, teams like Jacksonville on the schedule, you know, be that as may, whatever, all that type of stuff. Or, I mean, teams that they played to this point as well, obviously. Um but you know, you look at this, and you know, there's there's some nice pieces there. I just don't think the hierarchy, the direction uh, of how to lead these guys, and you know, where to take them, is there yet. Pete, offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball for the Browns, who end up being the stars of this coming Sunday. Offensively, I'll say Kareem Hunt. I just think there's just so much him for him internally that he wants to prove uh I, i'm hoping that means he's feeling healthier it feels like 130 150 total yard type of day for kareem hunt so i'm hoping that's the case and then defensively uh oof. i mean what it's hard to go against miles garrett it's so um, easy <laughs> I, I, i'll say i'll say ronnie harrison i think he's gonna play i don't think Carl Joseph is going to play. He's going to be back. I think he's going to have an impact on this game. Um, you know, I, I, I fully expect Miles Garrett should have a big game. He had a ton of pressures in the last one. You know, if Burrow hoes under the ball, he's going to get killed. But I, I think Ronnie Harrison can have a big game in this type of thing just because he's so big uh, that, you know, there, there could be some situations where he is able to sort of sneak underneath and, and cut off some plays or something like that. I could be wrong, uh, and maybe it's something like Malcolm Smith, but I, I like what what uh, Ronnie Harrison can be for this defense, even if it's just shutting down your sample and you don't really see a ton of stats. But he's just, uh, you know, it's he's one of those guys where a, a, an overthrow or you know you, you lose him, and he's just so such a big body that he can he can make a play on the ball and suddenly change a game. Uh, where Harrison and the little bit we've seen so far that I like is 
he can stay really low in his back pedal and as far as before his break on the ball. And then once he kind of explodes into making a play on the ball, that's all of a sudden where you see the size, you see the length. And it's like, wow, I mean, it's, you know, most DBs just aren't built like this. And granted, it comes with the fact that he is not, you know, speed wise, you know, DB elite as far as that. But he is smart in his technique, stays low in his crouch. And then when it's time to explode on the ball, he's bringing a lot as far as, you know, size and length to it. And, you know, obviously, you know, Philip Rivers, you know, he deked a guy who's been in the league forever. Maybe he shouldn't be in the league forever anymore, but whatever. That's a story for another day. But look, folks, uh, Sunday, one o'clock, kickoff in Cincinnati. Browns travel down, second round of the Battle of Ohio. You're trying to go, look, you swept in 18, you split in 19. You're trying to split here again. I mean, not split here again. You're trying to win, the, you know, sweep this again in 20, five of six over the Bengals, which is certainly, it's not even a, a question. You know, yes, I understand everybody carries last week as a disappointment. This will be a much greater disappointment come Sunday. We hit the record button and the Browns weren't able to win this game. Look, you are there now. You have a much more functional, you know, coaching staff. You have a much, much more functional front office. You have players that seem to be bought in. Everything is being done here. You don't lose games that you're supposed to lose. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's, you know, 27 to, you know, 18, whatever. I don't care. Just get this W. And first things first, get the monkey off your back because everybody still wants to talk about Pittsburgh and that nonsense. Get yourself back righted. You got Vegas coming uh, before the bye to Cleveland. Uh, you know, deal with that. God knows, again, I think it's like five players, six players at this point on the COVID list for, uh, for the Raiders. This could be maybe the first week where the Browns maybe have some effect with anything COVID related as far as you know when the game is played. Not saying it's them personally, but that could be you know the fact for the Raider game coming up. Um, and with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things dog. I'm sorry. Make sure you're following Pete and all the folks over at Browns Digest. Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself at Lockdown Browns. DMs are open. Follow back account as you guys know. And now it has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.